Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Money. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. What I tell you, okay? All right. This decade is gonna be the decade of the Vols. You got it. Rid it did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, July 12th. Hope everyone is doing well. It is good to be back like the Vols. The Vols are back. It's the decade, baby. I'm ready. Oh, I hope I hope, right it, I hope the decade gets started though. That's the yeah, thing. yeah. It's that's the big question. When's when's it actually going to start? Yeah, um, there, there's been quite a bit of news come out even today. I mean, this week, but even today that it, it's looking kind of less likely and less likely. But here's the thing: we can only control what we can control. So we're gonna we are going to uh, we're gonna do this show like it's gonna happen. Yeah, got to prepare. <laughs> prepare right. for the best. That's right. Um, guys, we, we, we do appreciate appreciate you all being on it. It's another good show for you all. We're going to preview the running back position today, continue our position preview. If you've missed some of them, don't worry. They're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find those, and you can go check them out anytime. Um, we're also going to talk about the where college football may be. Uh, the Big Ten announced this week that it's going to be conference only for them. I, I'm kind of expecting some conferences to follow suit. Um Maybe not immediately, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll talk all about that, though. We've uh, got some basketball news as the Vols met with a five-star guard uh, this week uh, virtually and uh, see where they're kind of standing with him and, and, and what his future may hold at Tennessee. We've also – some recruiting news in general. Baseball also picked up a commit. Yeah. Um, Carol Lawson got the head coaching job at Duke this week. Pat Summit tree keeps on growing. I, have you checked it out? Have you looked at her head coaching or her coaching tree? I know there's three former players, not counting Kelly Harper. Dude, there's like 45 former oh. players, coaches, okay, graduate assistants. Like, I mean, I went, I went and just looked just before the show hopped on because I was like, I'm curious who else. I mean, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just have to read it on the show because it is an insane list. Okay, so I guess I just saw the head coach. There head might coaches? be there might be more than three. I think there's maybe at the division one level. Yeah, yeah but maybe there's that's right. there's yeah. a lot um, of head coaches at least. And then we're going to talk about where sports stand as they return. We've got soccer back. UFC and golf have been back. Um, basketball this next week. Uh, NBA is returning. Um, baseball. When's baseball start? Uh, July 23rd. Okay, so same week as. There, there's a doubleheader, and then the, the rest of it gets started July 24th. Gotcha. So same week as ba- or, uh, basketball. So we'll, we'll talk all about that. And then we've, of, co- of course, got some segments for you all. Before we jump into the show, like, share, retweet, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff, as well as Volunteer Roadshow. And then Landon's got some people to tell you all about that make this show possible. Yeah, so go check out, uh, like, like Caleb said, Volunteer Roadshow. Also go on there, create an account. Um, it gets you access to all our free content, um, shows, articles, um, anything like that. Um, it's a little chat. 
room and you know different stuff that that comes with that so go do that uh that also puts you in a drawing for any drawings that we give yep. away on the show so yep. we don't have any tonight um but we as as football season gets closer we will have even bigger ones um and you can check out our sponsors those are the giveaways we'll probably give out um will be hound dogs and tennessee tap house so go check them out um go get you some balls gear go get you some brews do Let's it. get after it. Let's do it. Also, if you've got any questions, um, if you didn't ask them before the show, all good. You can still do it. Drop them in the chat. I'm on Twitter and YouTube. Landon's on Facebook. If we don't get to them immediately, we will uh, write them down and we will get to them eventually. So don't don't be discouraged if we don't answer them right away. That just means you got to stick with us, listen to us a little bit longer, and uh, we'll definitely get to them. We've already got some in the YouTube. What's up, Aaron? We are. I'm ready for another show. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I mean, I am rocking the Tommy Bahama. Um, I like that. It's, it's a it's warm. Felt the need to do it. So, going with the Tommy Bahama today. Um, let's get into running back position, man. This is a great position group. Uh, this is this should probably be your most your best and most consistent position on the field this year. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like this is probably your most talented group, and you know I think it's where your playmakers are going to be. You know, you have one of the best offensive lines in the country. So this this group should be ready to run wild with Eric Gray and yep. Ty Chandler kind of being that two headed monster. Um, you know they do take a blow and Tim Jordan not being on the roster, but that that just gives more opportunity for somebody else to be that third back because yep. you know in the SEC you're going to need two or three backs to kind of mm-hmm. have the carries. You're going to have one guy get the bulk of the carries. And I think that's going to be Eric Gray. Um, but after that, you know you're going to have a Ty Chandler probably going to get you know more than enough touches and then you have a third guy who you to know, be it, determined it, it, yeah it, it needs to be a bigger guy because ty chandler and eric gray are you know very similar in body top mm-hmm. um so you want a bigger guy that short yardage guy and you know maybe a guy that they use on the goal line i know they used Kravaris kraus last year but with him you know getting a, a bigger role on defense potentially being a starter i think you know you got to look at one of those guys to to take that Role. Yeah, and I, and I said this should be one of your better and most consistent positions, and I'm not uh, – and what I'm about to follow up with that isn't going to take away from it. It does get a little – you talked about Tim Jordan leaving the team. That does make the position a little more a little bit more thin, especially when you consider experience. Um, Carlin Fields and me, I think, is probably the next most experienced back behind Eric Gray and Todd Chandler. He didn't touch the ball at all last year running back. I think he spent most, if not all, of the years he hurt. Well, and when he, he didn't start of the year at DB, right? That was 2018. It was 18 that he yeah. played. He played 18, or played DB. Um, but that's your most experienced back after those two guys. There's a lot of questions here. Lenneth Whitehead will probably go into fall camp, um, freshman at running back. But I think they want to move him to safety. That's everybody's assumption. Linebacker um, or linebacker. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's everybody's assumption. That's where they want to move him. Um, and then you have T. Hodge, another freshman that could make it. You talked about a bigger back. That that's probably one guy you're going to consider because like you mentioned, Crouch is probably a starting line is a starting linebacker this year. Um, So he's not going to be able to get a ton of touches at, at running back and they're probably going to want to keep him and save him anyways for those goal line packages to, to you don't want to overuse that, that package. That's Mm -hmm. not something you want to overuse. Now the good thing is Eric, Eric Gray and Todd Chandler both run, run downhill really well. Now they're not a big, they're not big backs. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have their exact measurements, um, but but they're not big backs. Yeah, Eric Gray is 5'10", 195, and Todd Chandler is 5'11", okay. 201. 
Yeah, so, so not not very similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they they run very similar. They mm-hmm. they have uh, they they do complement each other well. In that uh, Eric Gray's a little bit faster out in space. Um, Ty Chandler, for the most part, Eric Gray had several good runs, you know, inside the tackle box. But it seemed like Ty Chandler does a little bit better, depending on the situation. Yeah. Um, but they complement each other well. Uh, they both finish with. Todd Chandler finished with almost 700 yards. Eric Gray almost 600 last year. Um, Eric Gray, though, the bulk of that in, in in one or two games. So yeah, I mean, three games, I guess. Half of it was against Vanderbilt. He had yeah. 246 <laughs> yards, um, right. and then he had 86 against Indiana. Yeah, I just think there, there's a lot of talent within this group, um, and uh, you know, I, I'm I think Tennessee's really excited about T. Hodge and Lenneth Whitehead. Even yeah. if Whitehead doesn't end up at running back, I think they, you know, they coveted him. Yeah, during, and during the recruiting cycle, I think with the exit of Tim Jordan, I think it before Tim Jordan left, I would have I would have put a lot of money on him being a linebacker. Now, I'm kind of thinking there's a better chance of him being a running back. I, I don't I don't know exactly what T. Hodge brings. He's a he's he is a really big kid. Um, I don't know where his speed is at though. I I'm just I'm unsure. Yeah. Now he did play the highest level of Tennessee high school Tennessee uh, football in the state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. but. I don't know what that really means for right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a shift. Yeah, it's it's kind of up to him. I mean, there there's a lot of kids like Eric Gray was like he went to um like a very small school in yeah. Memphis, mm-hmm. um, very small private school. So you know you you just don't know really what you're gonna get with, and that's like all you know whatever classification. And mm-hmm. if you're like at St. Francis, like Aaron Willis, Katron Evans, Dominic Bailey. You kind of know what you're getting with some of those guys because right. they they've practiced and played with um, that type of talent for so long. Right. Um, but with these guys, it's just a matter of time. You're going to see what you really get, and that's that's where the evaluations come in. That's that's why you make the big bucks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, and I am excited for for a guy like T. Hodge. If you, hopefully you see him this year. Um, I do. I mean, you got to love his size. Oh yeah. Um, you got to love his size. And then another thing I'm really curious about the running back position is how how effective can they be in the passing game? Mm-hmm. Um, there were times they were effective. They, they did have uh, some periods that they were a threat in the passing game, but it wasn't consistent all season. Uh, so I'd like to see that pick up. It, it just it, it can expand your offense so much. It can open up so much, not just for you in the run game, but also your receivers too. When, when uh, safeties are having to account for you, linebackers are having to account for you, it, it makes it much more difficult to defend just the receivers when it, when when it's a passing down. Uh, so that's that's one thing I'd like to see get better this year. Not that it was terrible last year, but it wasn't probably where it should have been. Yeah, and it, it just gives your quarterback an extra boost of confidence mm-hmm. knowing that they have somebody in the backfield that's able to catch a, a check down. It, I mean, it's kind of similar to tight end position. You, yeah. you talk about that safety valve. A running back can be that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it, it benefits your quarterback a ton when you have a guy like that. You, you saw that firsthand against – Indiana, you saw those two check down passes to Eric Gray, who mm-hmm. went. I, I think it was those two passes were like thirty four yards and kind of put us in range to score. Right, and you know that that just like I said, JG needs all the confidence he can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with with guys like Ty Chandler and Eric Gray, um, and, and anybody, if you know Jabari Small is an incoming freshman who's kind of that all purpose back type. Um, as well, so if if he can come in and and be utilizing the passing game, I, I've seen some stuff where he's played in the slot a lot. So maybe mm-hmm. you know he he could be as some help too, right? I, I don't think I don't think anybody on like 
scholarship players, I guess. I don't see anybody in here that won't be given a, a chance to at least play. Yeah, no, I, and it does help that that – and the thing about this Tennessee coaching staff is they're going to – if if you have a good, I assume, practice, because it seems like they would come into a game going to a different guy. It wasn't, mm-hmm. are you rolling in the game? It's it, Every week it seemed like whoever the hot hand was in practice yeah. or maybe even finish out the previous game hot – we're going to ride that hot hand. So I don't think it's necessarily about, and that's why I, I do lean towards Eric Gray being the number one back. But at yeah. the same time, if Ty Chandler has a a better fall camp, it doesn't even have to be a phenomenal fall camp, but just a better fall camp than Eric Gray, he's the number one back the first day, yeah. I think, with the way this this coaching staff is. And that, that's why you can't be discouraged as a running back because, you know, you have that. With, with Butch Jones, though, it was any time that, you made a mistake, you're out, and you're not going to get back in. Yeah. And then if you did a 50-yard run, you're coming out. Like, there was a lot of annoying stuff with that that I just don't even really want to get into. Well, I mean, mean, even Tennessee kind of did that with – I don't know if it was necessarily that rotation. Our receiver rotation at the beginning of the year in uh, 2019 was very poor. Um, They they brought T. Martin down from the booth, and it got a lot better. Mm -hmm. You had somebody there who had a sense of – um, who was responsible for receivers and then also had a sense for what was going on in the game. Yep. I mean, they were third down, passing third downs, and we didn't have – I mean, probably any third downs. And when you don't have your two leading receivers on the field, you're you're wasting a play. And that happened a lot early on. Um, I was glad to see that get fixed. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I think you definitely need to ride the hot hand. Um, and, and that's the good thing about being a back in the system. If you play good, you're going to get an opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. And if you build on that, you're going to get it – opportunity to continue building on that success it's not all right go to the number one guy yep. it's go to whoever's playing well yep gonna be plenty of opportunities and you look at the the i don't know, I know we're about to talk about the non-conference and conference schedules but you know you play some of those cupcake games to get more people some yep. um some looks and and see them in in real game atmosphere mm-hmm. um so i mean a guy like jabari small a guy like lenneth Whitehead, t hodge can come in there if they come in there and produce, they're going to get a chance in you know against bigger opponents, SEC yeah. opponents. Right, absolutely. Uh, Aaron Ross said T. Hodge is fast. He said he watched, he's a miracle guy. Um, he says he's not as fast as Gray. I, I don't doubt that he's fast. He got off by Tennessee right. um, and not a Butch Jones Tennessee. So I don't I don't doubt that he's fast. Uh, and it, it does change for anybody. We talked about that just a second ago. It, no matter where you play in high school, there's going to be a game speed adjustment period no matter how fast you are. Mm. Um, and I guess it's just to see see how he adjusts. The PVD said he's probably going to be a smashback. I agree. I think he's going to probably be used in downs where you need to get yards. The good th- the good thing is, when we're talking about getting yards, Eric Gray does a good job after contact. So it's not you're not desperately seeking yeah, that big I, back. Yeah, I mean, he's just got that – Eric Gray just got that extra wiggle mm-hmm. um, that no one else in this roster has. Yeah. I mean, even, even Tim Jordan wasn't a big – Tom back. I mean, I don't even. Know I think he, he was, was like just five, ten pounds heavier than those guys before quarantine. Right. Yeah, he, he, he just he just ran different. Well, he's five eleven. Yeah, before quarantine. Um, what, was, what was he after quarantine? I don't know. Well, what was his weight before? Do you have a two o three five eleven two o three? Okay, so yeah. he's about the same as Ty Chandler. Yeah, uh, I bet he was every bit of two twenty five in that but picture. He, oh, maybe his neck is thicker. I don't, his neck looked huge. Yeah. No, definitely. He's a he's a big dude. He's a big dude. I'm curious to see Carlin feels and me what I guess the first year Pruitt was here, twenty twenty eighteen. I think he got I mean I think he got several looks to 
I think he got the ball handed off to. Uh, that was so. 20, so I guess twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, which is last year. I mean, he got. I mean, I think he had fifty something carries. He, he had thirty one carries okay. for two hundred fifteen yards and two touchdowns. So I mean, I, he seems. To, I don't know if those what opponents those were against, but right. I mean, he he's a track guy. He's only 5'11", 180, so he's probably the smallest guy um, that could get playing time, but. I mean, you can't coach speed. No, and I don't know whose decision it was to keep moving him around. Um, but if, the good news is, it, it, so I think a lot of people look at that as a negative, and I think it depends. But I think the good news of that is, if it's the coaching staff's decision to move him around, um, it could mean two things. One, that it's just that those positions are thin, which is probably what it, one of the factors mm-hmm. in, in 2018. But another factor is, um, it, they may be looking and going, we just have good running backs in front of them. He's talented. He's athletic enough. We need to get him on. We need to find a way to get him on the field. Yep. And, and that could be a positive for Carlin Fields and me is that they wanted him to just be on the field and we're trying to find a space to to utilize the talent. They don't want to waste a scholarship spot. No college coach wants to waste a scholarship spot. Right. Um, so they that is the good news is maybe that's the kind of silver lining of moving positions. The coaches want to see you on the field. Yeah, and he's got experience. I mean, that that's something you can't coach either. Just, you know, real game experience. Um so, I mean, he, he probably has a leg up on some of those freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bad thing is with, with him, you know, Todd Chandler and Eric Gray are, are very similar um, yeah. in running styles. And, Eric, I mean, Eric Gray just finished the year so hot. Okay. I got to imagine he. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely the, the most talented back in this group. And you saw he, he was just a freshman and already mm-hmm. the premier back. So, I expect a, more of a um, and maybe. Work, workload. What? I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, more of a workload from from him, mm-hmm. um, and and dude, I just think with this offensive line, yeah. and you know questions, you have questions at quarterback, but you have a lot of questions at receiver too. I uh, just th- I just think this is going to be the the focal point of the offense. Is I've got to think so. Yeah, I've got to think so. So what what do you uh, what I was going to say too is Eric Gray may have gotten faster this offseason. Hopefully, so uh, I mean, what was, it, he, what was he running twenty four miles an hour? Yeah, something like something insane. <laughs> Um, so what do you, what do you think? Cause I know we'll get closer to the season and we'll predict it's kind of stat leaders. So I don't want to, I want to ask specific guys. What do you think the running, we, what do you think Tennessee's rushing yards finish at between the two, three guys? Um, I think Eric Gray gets to a thousand yards. That's a, a bold prediction. I, I think anywhere from 1,700 yards. You don't think they eclipsed two thousand? I don't know. I, I mean, I with, think, with this offensive line, I think it's possible, but I, I just think with, I don't know. I, so I think to the point you made earlier that you have so many questions at receiver, and those may get answered early on, and, and they may yeah. be able to kind of not entirely ride out the running game like they probably are thinking they may have to right now. Um, but I, I think they're. I think they could get to two thousand. Because you're considering the two backs they have, and and then the fact that the offensive line's good, plus you're probably going to be relying on those running backs a lot. I, I think I could see this group as a whole, probably maybe not between those two backs, mm-hmm. um, getting to two thousand. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think eighteen hundred yards would be a safe bet, and, yeah. and they could possibly get to two thousand. I think that'd be great. Um, but if you do have question marks at receiver. Oh yeah, definitely allows him to load the box. Yeah, that's so the th- th- yeah that that's that, that's where I'm like, I don't know. But then again, if you have good receivers, then then you throw. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I just think with this offensive offensive line, I think that's going to be their their strength mm-hmm. is running the football. 
um, and just got to capitalize on the holes, um, right? Things like that. So, and then that, and that's one thing you kind of hope with uh, with a fifth year senior at quarterback too is because a lot of the running game is being able to identify, and it's not unfortunately as easy as it looks being able to go away from the strong side. It's not as, that simple, right? Um, but being able to identify the weak weak spots in the defense and, and running to that side or running into that that gap and and hopefully you hope with a fifth year senior quarterback under we, we've talked about this should kind of be a year where he's more comfortable with uh it's his is it his first time with a coordinator yeah yeah back-to-back coordinator mm-hmm. um you, you hope that that allows him to get more comfortable and maybe make those reads because that's crucial in, in having an effective running game is a quarterback being able to identify the defense yeah i mean i, I never played running back but i'd like to think like with four five stars and a a four star six year senior that you know I, I don't think you can have a better friend than a a talented offensive line like no, that I, I wouldn't think so um so in in 2017 with John Kelly I think that's the last time Tennessee eclipsed 2000 yards in the run game what what year was that 2017 okay and that I mean you're relying a lot on your run game um that's why I went back oh, to wow. that that's that's kind of surprising because who was it? John? It was John, John Kelly, Kelly and um, Carlin Fields and me was part of that. Was Tim Jordan? Tim Jordan? Todd Chandler. Todd Chandler is he a junior this year? Dang. No. He's I guess a he senior. Is. He's a senior? Dang. Yeah. yeah and then 18, you no, only got to. No, he'll be a junior. That's. Oh. 18, you only got to 1,800 yards. So, yeah. I mean, that's. I think 2,000 yards of this group with, with the expectations coming in, the, the talent you have. I don't think 2,000 yards is definitely out of the question. I'm with you. 1,800 is probably your safe bet that I think they get right. to 1,800 yards. I don't know where they finish. I'll look yeah, this will be his I'll senior learn. year. Okay, that's crazy. I, I don't feel like he's it, been he, on campus. He was in the, the same class as Trey Smith. So that, that's crazy. That's, I just uh, don't feel like he's been on campus that long. Yeah, it's wild. That's wild. 2016, 3,000 rushing yards. Dang. That's a that that was total game though too. So mm-hmm. that's not against the loss, lost yards. So take with that what you will. Maybe if uh, Jimmy Holiday plays some uh, Wildcat <laughs> quarterback, we'll get yeah. To 2, <laughs> you, now you're adding a double uh, yeah. another threat in there. Yeah. There you go. I kind of like that. Um, we had a question. Well, we had questions about running back too before we get into the conference schedules. Yeah, I have that. Um, so Jordan Jordan Craze says. Uh, which freshman running back do you see getting the most PT carries this year? I think mm. for me, it's got to be T. Hodge. Um, yeah, just because you don't know where Lenneth Whitehead's even going to be right now, right. I think the safe bet's got to be T. Hodge. Yep. And, and from, I just know like hearing, um, is it Derek Hunt? Derek Derek Hunt said Maribel. Yeah. Um, I heard him like an interview with him talking about T. Hodge's work ethic. Um, and I just think that's going to fit in perfectly with a Jim Chaney offense. Um, yeah. If you got the talent, Jim Chaney's going to get it out of you. Right. I, I don't – yeah, I don't disagree with that. Now, he's got to utilize it. I think T. Hodge is going to be a very uh, – I hope he has a speed, but it seems like he's going to be a very kind of specific back. Um, and, the, and the thing, too, about any kind of freshman back when you're talking about two very experienced guys in front of them, how effective can they be in the limited playing time they get? Because mm-hmm. um, he may have a couple good plays this year. How many good games does he have? Because he's not going to get. How often is he even going to get back to back touches? Yeah, probably not. A lot. I mean, maybe Eric maybe Gray a handful didn't of have times. a ton of games right. that 
he just dominated in, until the end of the season. Right, I mean, where he started getting back-to-back touches. Yeah, it was, you know, the first couple of games he, you know, had a, a pretty decent time, and then it just hit a wall. And I think yeah. he talked about that in the slice. He um, didn't find his groove until, like, Missouri. Right. Um, and then he blew up against Vanderbilt and had a great game against Indiana. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a lot for a freshman to, I think, just get used to the – um, the SEC schedule, mm-hmm. um, you know, because in, in high school you're playing like you're playing ten games minimum, right. and it, it's just not that physical, right? As SEC football, I mean, this is the if this was the this would be a minor league to the NFL, like it, it's this it would be AAA to the NFL, right? Because um, this, this is the the next step or the step before you get to the NFL. This is the highest level of football you can get. With actually, without getting paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do like, I mean, I, T. Hodge is probably going to be the guy, I agree, that's uh, the going to be the freshman contributor. I just don't know how much. It, yeah. And if, if there weren't two, if, if it was just Ty Chandler or just Eric Gray, I'd say he has a good shot. Whoever that freshman back is, I still probably, I still probably lean T. Hodge. But I, I might give him a better chance. I just don't, I don't know how many back-to-back touches he even gets this year, so I just don't know how effective. Will he have some good plays? I'm sure. I'm I'm confident in that. Yeah. I just don't know how many good games, how many. I just don't know how often if he'll get a chance to really be comfortable in the backfield. So. And it's also like, do they see all three of these guys as redshirt candidates? Will you only see them in four games? Right. Um. And maybe not even that. Right. So right. I, I don't know. I think it's probably T. Hodge for me. Just. Just because, I mean, pretty much, I, don't, I just don't see, you know, with the question marks and Lenneth Whitehead being a linebacker, running back, and then Jabari Small is kind of the exact same back as Eric Gray and Ty Chandler. I just don't see, yeah, how it, it, it it's got to be T. Hodge, right? Any mo- any more questions about running back? That's all I got. Awesome. We uh, had a question about the uh, the real Stevie J. Asked, so has the SEC announced a conference only schedule yet? No, they have not. Uh, they are meeting tomorrow. They have, I can't remember who tweeted it. The exact words were, um, is it Sankey? Greg Sankey? Yeah. Summoned all the oh, yeah. athletic directors. I was like, he blow a bugle? <laughs> they're all going to go bend the knee. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was a good tweet. But no, they're going to Birmingham tomorrow, which I don't know why they couldn't just do it in a Zoom meeting, I guess. Social distancing is out the window now, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Bring your mask. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to Birmingham tomorrow. Uh, they'll have a meeting, and I'm sure that'll be discussed. I don't know what will be announced because no other conference has followed suit. If the Big Ten had announced on Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember, Thursday, I guess, because um, we didn't talk about it on the last show. If the Big Ten had announced on Thursday and then other conferences had followed on Friday, I'd probably give you a chance of the SEC announcing that um, tomorrow or this week. I don't think there'll be a decision made. Um, I, I doubt it. You don't. I don't think you need to make a decision right now. Um, and then also, apparently, the uh, what's his name, Charlotte head coach. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Healy. Healy. Matt Healy. Uh, he said that on a radio show this morning that Tennessee talked to the, talked to Charlotte and they are moving forward with the plans to play the opener. So as of today. It, it, it looks like they're going to be playing non-conference games. So I, that decision I don't think will be made this week. I'm sure they're talking contingency, contingency plans. I'm sure they're talking um, what happens, not just Will Healy. Will Healy, not yeah. Matt Healy. Um, I'm sure they're, also, they're not just talking about – they're talking about if other Power Fives cancel on them. Mm-hmm. If Because there were some Big Ten games scheduled. 
there were Pac-12 also announced. That's right, Pac-12 announced. So there, there has been one Power Five follow. Um, I forgot about them. And then uh, that's easy to forget, right? And then they'll, uh, and I'm sure they're also talking about if they'll maintain their 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 weaker games, their non-Power Five games, uh, or FCS games, whatever they are. Uh, I'm sure all that will be discussed. I, it doesn't look good for for college football. I don't know why. This is the thing I don't understand, and I get the you're wanting to limit the spread and that, and maybe saying all right, playing meaningless games help limit the spread. We'll play the games we have to helps, but I I just don't I don't understand the decision right now to go all right, we're gonna play conference games but not non-conference games. Yeah, I, mean, I don't get it. If it's just because of regional base, I mean that doesn't make sense because the ACC goes from Miami, Florida to freaking New York. Yeah. Um, and then they want to add in Notre Dame, which is in Indiana. That make, what what's the difference? Well, ACC and one canceling. It's Big Ten. Well, yeah, I know, but that that was that was their plan going for. If the ACC would announce, that's what their plan. They're going to add in Notre Dame. Well, I think Notre Dame wants to be added in, or wants no, to be in there. I heard that they would be because they okay. in their deal they have to schedule five ACC games. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, because the rest of their sports are in the right. ACC. That, right. That's that's their deal. So they would include them, which I think is dumb. Make them join a freaking conference. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I understand the independent to an extent, but I, I don't. They, yeah. I feel like they need to be in or out in a conference, um, because they essentially, if they have a decent season and are able to stay undefeated, they don't have to play that that, that final game. And that's kind of dumb. That yeah. conference game. Um, I mean, so some of the big matchups in the Big Ten. It, Michigan State was going to play BYU. Ohio State is going to play Oregon, Penn State, Virginia Tech, um, and Iowa State and Iowa don't even get to play now. Yeah, that's that's pretty dumb. Um, and the the Big Ten, they kind of, sh- I guess they are all northern. But the Big Twelve, if they were to cancel, I think a lot of people thought they would follow suit. They're stretched all over the United States. Yeah. So it doesn't the travel thing doesn't really make a lot of sense. I would say nowadays every Power Five probably charters to games, so it's not like you're going into airports. Right. So I don't. I don't know. I don't fully understand it. These, I, I just don't, I don't understand the decision, why you're making the decision right now. That's yeah. what I don't get. I, I don't get like, it's okay for Tennessee to go play Texas A&M, but it's not okay for us to go play Oklahoma. That makes yeah, that no be, sense to me whatsoever. No, that would be very dumb. Um, I Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the SEC, they should, if they make a decision tomorrow, I'm going to be pretty mind blown. Yeah. Um, or if they make a decision tomorrow and announce it this week, I'll be pretty mind blown. I, I just don't, I don't understand it entirely. I don't. So do you do you think? Because my theory is, I don't think it's just because they want to keep it regional. Because that doesn't make any sense. Are they just wanting to like have a handle in how like the different guidelines are, are kind of? They're, they're like each conference is going to have their own guidelines, and they're able to oversee that. See, that's I mean maybe, but I feel like the NCAA just needs to step up and lay out guys. And the thing about it too is, if I'm a Big Ten school. And the team I'm going to play or the team coming to me isn't following my guidelines. I'm just like, peace out. See ya. You broke the rules of our contract. Just like you would have to follow our guidelines any other time. Right. So I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, it, I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure it's like, they feel like they can have a better hold on it if it's just their conference. But that at the same time, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. It, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, th- this is all just so Everyone's trying. I think everyone's trying to kind of pull the TSA crap, like doing stuff to make them feel safe, and it's really not doing anything. Like they're gonna say, "All right, we're not playing non-conference games to put on this like faux appearance of we're trying to protect you," but there's, you're not doing anything. 
Right. You're not doing anything. Yeah, that, that's that's my thing. I mean, these kids like went back to campus. They want to play. Yeah. And, so I mean, and, that, and are they going to play in a? Are they going to play in the college football playoff if their team makes it? Because that's a non-conference game. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't like the non-conference. The conference only thing just does not make sense to me whatsoever. No, it doesn't. And here's the thing with everything kind of, and we'll talk about this when we talk about kind of sports returning. Uh with it, with the way the leagues are making decisions, specifically the MLS, if if that's the way all the leagues are making decisions, I don't see football happening. I don't see a chance of football happening. So what's the MLS doing? So the MLS sent Nashville and Dallas home. It's unclear why. It's it's unclear entirely why, but they each had like five or six players test positive, and the assumption is they the MLS is accusing both teams of not following protocol and following the guidelines set forth. So they sent them out of the bubble and sent them home. Um, so if that I mean, but if that's going to be how football is, football can't monitor. Uh, you can't keep a hundred kids in a bubble. No. Um, and then especially when you're considering traveling everywhere, you can't keep them in a bubble. So what are the guidelines? And and then. If you're going, if you're going to shut it down, so MLS canceled two games today, or one game today, because each player, each team had a player test positive, and then it came back today that they were false positives, like this afternoon, but they had already canceled the game, so it's like, are you? I don't understand. People are gonna get it. People are going to test positive for it. Yeah. So if you're just gonna shut it down, why even try it? I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't know, because, like, if – I don't think – moving into spring, I mean, you have no clue if you're going to have a vaccine by then. If that's what you're waiting yeah, on. That, yeah, that um, I do think that the possibility of it is getting more realistic and more realistic. I, yeah. I do. Um, but And that's different than high school football. I don't think it's possible for high school football mm-hmm. to go to the spring. NCAA college football is far different. Right. Um, it, it's far different. I, yeah. But I, then you're, you're going to have a lot of kids – you know, that are going to be draft eligible and yeah, they're going to sit out. Yeah. I mean, that's, and so Juco announced today yeah, that they're moving to spring, which I think is weird. I do too. And it, it could hurt some of your better teams. Some or some of your, the better players on those teams oh, yeah. are probably not going to be playing. Right. And, and some of those, you probably don't have a ton of tape on. Right. Um, you know, maybe last year, maybe they, they came in last year and had to use a red shirt. Yeah, I mean, they're. It, it's going to be very interesting. I, I don't know how it's all going to be managed. I don't. I don't know. The con- going back to the conference only thing. I feel like you're addressing like the wrong issue. Are they, are they going to try to create a bubble environment? Are these schools moving to online? Are they gonna? Is this something they're going to try and do? Because a lot of the money that's going to you're you're going to lose ticket sales. I right. think everyone's uh, accepted the fact there's not going to be either everybody or anybody in the stands at all. So are they going to try to salvage a season and, and get your TV deals? I, I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. I have no clue. I, I just think like these kids want to play. Um, and if, and a lot of, the, if a kid gets it, they don't even know they have it because they're not, they're not showing any symptoms. Right. But I mean that, so I mean like what, I don't, I don't know. Like some of it's, as like a, a former athlete, like if if I if I want to play and I show up to to prepare for a season, like I want to play. Oh, I mean, I'm sure all the. I mean, obviously, the kids aren't making the decisions. Right, um, right, right. But I, 
I don't know. I, I just don't see what you're trying to protect them from by by doing a conference only schedule. That's, no, it doesn't that's make sense. It's not doing anything. It doesn't. Make, it doesn't make any sense. The yeah. I, so who would I you don't get it? If Tennessee went to the ten game conference schedule, who would you want them to get? Ole Miss for sure. Yep. Away. I want to go to the Grove. Um, which I guess I can't go this year. So maybe just bring him to Neyland. Just for the hell of it. Um, I'll see. Do I want to win games? Yeah, you want to win games. I want to win games. Uh, let's go. Let's go Mississippi State. Okay. Let's go back. Let's go back to Mississippi State. It, it would probably be LSU. Mississippi though, State. Right? No, not LSU. Yeah it, w- yeah, it would be LSU and Ole Miss. Is LSU the next one? It would be the 21-22. Okay. And that's probably the most realistic thing. But Where yeah. do they play uh, Mississippi State and uh, Auburn? Your previous two. If if they do go to a ten game conference, they play your previous two because then you won't see them for six more years, five more years. I wouldn't hate that. No, it would be a bad deal. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. Because if you played your next two, then you would see them again in the next two years. Because I, I just think it's. I'm glad we. I'm glad we didn't like this. Didn't happen last year when we get LSU because I did not. I did not want any part of Joe Burrow in that team. No. Um, but they got to reload a lot. Oh yeah, no. I mean LSU is not as strong. And then Kiffin. You know, his first year, I think they're going to have some issues. I would love to play Arkansas twice. <laughs> I mean, that, I'll gladly accept that. Yeah. I'll gladly accept that. But we'll probably get LSU and then uh, Alabama twice. Yeah, we'll we'll, the, uh, the just, yeah throw Alabama. On <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alabama's playing 11 games. Pff, it's okay. Yeah. They'll play Tennessee twice. It didn't. Yeah, that'll probably be what But did you see where Oklahoma is trying to move up their first game? So I actually kind of, if you're going to, because you can't, again, you can't create the bubble environment. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of just making the season very long. and Just having over a couple weeks? Yeah, and you're able to test, because then you're able to get back, travel, test them. You know before you leave, before you get, like, you know if, if a player has it. And, of course, again, people are still going to test positive, but it may give you a chance to limit the spread. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you're playing the next week, then you have... That player can basically go through quarantine, yeah, and then come back and play the next. Game. Yeah, depending uh, on what each individual conference's right. guidelines are, but yeah, essentially, I don't, I don't hate the idea of moving it up a week. I don't, but it, it's, it's gonna suck if they get a bye week before Tennessee and Tennessee yeah. doesn't get that. No, that I mean, yeah, uh, you play Charlotte. I don't care. It don't bother me. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want another week for them to prepare. I want them to be bad. I mean, how much can you really prepare though? Like, at what point does it? Is it? Like I feel like I feel like when you're talking about bye weeks during the season, you're you're more talking about rest. Like you right. get that Monday off anyways, you get a long week or a long weekend, so you get that Monday off anyways. I, I feel like I feel like you can only prepare so much. But then, like if it's longer, then you get into where it's, you know, even colder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, you definitely run into that issue. So I don't know. And, and again, that could be maybe you play a conference only schedule and you you play every other week. I'm glad I'm not making decisions. No, I, I don't think there's a right. That's a, that's that's one of the issues. I don't know if there's a right decision. And I'm not. I guess that's what I'm. I'm not saying the conference only schedule is just incredibly stupid. It just doesn't make a ton of sense because I feel like you're addressing the wrong issue. Right. You're not really. What are you? What does making that decision do to keep people safer? That's my question. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh well. Basketball news. <laughs> Basketball news. So uh, the first one I, w- I want to mention is Josiah Jordan-James met with the media um, via Zoom, and uh, he mentioned that Victor Bailey Jr. is the best-kept secret in college basketball. Yeah, I don't like that. Last time I heard that, he transferred to Wake Forest. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I hope he's right. That would be fantastic. But yeah, you just and I think there's sometimes players can be just better in practice than they are in games sometimes. And we haven't seen Victor Bailey Jr. yet. Yeah. So a lot of expectations already <laughs> thrown yeah. on a guy we haven't seen yet. Um, but th- I mean, I, I think that's that's huge, and that's that's what I've heard, and that's kind of why I've, I've projected him to be the starting point guard next year. Right. Nothing I, against Viscovi. I just think if if Victor Bailey Jr. is what everybody else is talking like he he is, mm. he's he's got to be. I mean, best cre- best kept secret. Best kept I mean, secret. I guess it's not a secret anymore. I guess it's out there. But so what are Oregon like? Oregon just. They know the, they know the secret. <laughs> Maybe he was a six man. I mean, he, he yeah. had some some good games. I don't know, but I, I think a, a point guard with um, with Rick Barnes giving giving him a whole two off seasons to prepare for right. this season. Whew. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, and then you had the Vols had. A virtual meeting with another five star. Um, this guy's in the 2022 class, and that's Jaden Bradley. He's the five star point guard, number two point guard in the country, number nine overall player out of IMG Academy. Yeah. Well, um, he'll play this season at IMG. Right. Yeah. Um, he's originally from North Carolina, so that's probably going to be difficult to hold off uh, North Carolina and Duke and, and teams like that, but. Tennessee's going toe to toe with with all the blue bloods, and I, I'm I'm all for it. Right. Want to get the best talent? You know, there there's a lot of guys. I think actually, he is teammates with. Yeah, Braden Huntley Hatfield, which is a number four overall prospect, and he's been hearing a lot from Tennessee too. Yeah. So maybe we can get. Him you know, dive into the Braden's in Florida and get some of those IMG prospects. Now, um, he was a teammate with, uh, um, I'm blanking. Jaden Springer. Jaden Springer, but Bradley was not. Well, and, and this kid is from Clarksville, Tennessee. Gotcha. But he yeah. was, he was at IMG last year. Wasn't right. He? Yeah. I think so. That's what I thought. Yeah. But he's, he's at a Clarksville. So, you know, Tennessee ties, Maybe we can keep dipping into to IMG and get some of some of those five stars. I wouldn't hate to make that connection. Yeah, just just collecting some five stars. You know, nothing nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate the pi- the pipeline out of uh, IMG if you if you can get that figured out. Yeah, I do not hate that. Um, baseball too. Baseball got to commit. Yeah, Grant Cherry, big arm, big arm. Already thrown in the nineties. Yeah, that's that's got it. I mean, that probably that makes you think. You know, does he go to the MLB right out of high school or go to the pros? I guess. Well, it's our he, he didn't get drafted, so. Oh, is he? I thought he was twenty one. Next. Oh yeah, twenty one. You're right. You're right. You're okay. right. Yeah, he, he could possibly like that could possibly happen. Um, but he was once committed to Georgia, um, and Tennessee flipped him. So yeah, you could possibly see him. He's a right-handed pitcher from Vestavia Hills, Alabama. Um. So maybe Jeremy Pruitt went to his old stomping grounds and, and got another one. <laughs> yeah, that's a big arm. Um, at you said he's committed to Georgia, uh, Tennessee. Where where was the twenty recruiting class at? Uh, in terms of like ranking, yeah. Um, I I think he was in the top ten, maybe. So that's two top tens in a row, then, right? For Tony Vitello. Yeah, something something like that. Gotcha. 
starts there. Starts the recruiting. I, I mean, Tony Vitello's done a done a. I mean, when you talk about the short turnaround, done a phenomenal job. But just to turn around in general, phenomenal job of the program. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Would have been not man. It would have been so much fun. This season would have been a lot of fun. I yeah, hate it didn't happen. Sucks. Good for Garrett Crochet. Yeah, I mean, I mean it would have been nice to see him if he uh, threw well during the season, but uh, I don't think so. He's... They had the number nineteen class in twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But didn't lose anybody in the draft, so that's that's huge. Um, and I, I know Vanderbilt loses three or four every year in the in the draft. That right. So they usually always have the number one class, but they lose three or four guys in mm-hmm. the draft every year. So yeah, I think that's that's big for Tennessee to keep you know in the in the top twenty five and. You got to keep developing guys. I mean, look at the development that Garrett Crochet had. Right. Throwing, you know, low 80s out of high school and then coming in and, you know, being a first-round draft pick. If that don't be like – as a pitcher, if you're not just like, I got to go there. It seems like a (laughs) no-brainer. Right. Um, So, yeah, really like where this baseball program's going. And hopefully we're able to get Tony Vitello and, you know, Chad Zerker on – yeah, we'll Pretty get soon. that. We'll get that going. Talk some talk some baseball, especially before football season starts. Then it gets you know, a little whack. Yep. Maybe we'll talk some fall baseball though at some point. We'll see. Love it. Um, anything else for recruiting news or team news or anything? Oh, like that? I got no. I got some more recruiting news. So, uh, Dejon Warren, uh, the four four star cornerback, um, at a Lackawanna Community College, he's a JUCO guy. Releases top seven. Tennessee's in that, along with Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State, Maryland, Alabama, and Florida State. Um, maybe we're getting that pipeline going. Yeah, Savion Williams. That's where he's from. Going up to the home of the office in uh, Scranton. I guess it is. It is it in Scranton? Yeah, Lackawanna, or it's Lackawanna County. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, it's in Scranton. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Savion Williams is from there, and then. You're putting one of your best recruiters and you know one of your new coaches and Joe Osvet. Yep, up there recruiting him. So yeah, like like our chances with him. Tennessee needs a, a big time cornerback, like we talked about. I think last week we talked about Bryce Thompson and Alante Taylor could be gone after this year. So yeah. you need to replace those guys if they do decide to leave for the I, NFL. I'd say it's likely they're gone this year. Yep. Right. Yep. What's next? Carol Lawson. Carol Lawson. Another. Another Lady Vol getting uh, a big head coaching job. This one not at Tennessee, but uh, Carol Lawson gets hired at Duke. She's uh, previously was the uh, was an assistant at, at Boston in the NBA. Yeah, so that was uh, that's got to be a, quite the uh, culture shift in, in in what she does. But the thing is, going to Boston was quite the culture shift. I think she had just been really been um, an analyst, been an analyst, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, so. Quite the quite the shift for her. Um, not only though, though did she have Tennessee ties previously, she also serves on the UT Board of Trustees. Yeah, so she is uh, still tied to Tennessee, and uh, I guess she she'll also be. I guess she'll still be on the UT Board of Trustees. Her uh, her term is over in twenty twenty four. I don't I don't really know how that works. I I, I gotta imagine it's gonna be a. I don't know how often they meet. I don't know how often the yeah, stuff I is. I, don't, I mean, all those people are busy. I guess on there, so I don't know what that right. looks like. Um, but I assume she'll still hold that position. Yeah, I just think Kara Lawson's a winner. I mean, she led Tennessee to two um, national championship games. Um, she was a number one. She was a number five overall draft pick in 2003, Olympic gold medalist, um, and won the WNBA championship in 2005. Mm-hmm. Girl's just a winner. And then she went and coached, like you said, at, at, in in Boston for the Celtics. And you know they're one of the best 
franchises in sports. Yeah. Um, and for her to kind of learn learn from them, I, I think this is a, a great hire for Duke, uh, a team that's not, you know, a, a blue blood in women's basketball. Right. But they're, um, they're a team that could potentially get that way in a hurry yeah. if, w- with giving the right coach. I think she took over for the coach that's been there for like 14 years. Oh, really? Um so yeah, I, I think she'll do a solid job there. I know a lot of people with Tennessee are just like, oh, she didn't have the experience to be a Tennessee coach. I don't know, like Lady Balls are a blue blood in, in women's basketball. So yeah. that's difficult to hire. So even though she played at Tennessee and, you know, I think she'd be a great hire for Duke, it, I just don't think it it lined up perfectly for her to be at Tennessee. And you had someone like Kelly Harper who had a coaching experience yeah, that yeah. seems to be doing well. Yeah, she's recruiting her, her butt off and, you know, not a bad I, first season either. Yeah, I think to be determined on, you know, which one they probably should have chose, but I feel like right now it, Kelly Harper looked like the right hire. Yeah, I think you made the, the right hire for that that moment. I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, but that's awesome for Carol Lawson. Good luck to her. Um be, I mean, I'm rooting for her. I mean, Duke and Tennessee, unless they meet in a NCAA tournament, won't be foes. So. Right. Not a, or at least foes that, you know. Well, we're just doing the, conference only. So yeah, just conference only. Yeah. No problem. Um, So here's Pat Summit's uh, coaching tree. I'll just read off the active ones. It's, it's Jody Adams is an assistant uh, at Southern Illinois. Naya, Naya Butts is an assistant coach at Kentucky. Tasha Butts is an assistant coach at Georgia Tech. Uh, Mickey DeMoss is director of offensive analytics at Vandy. Uh, Nikki Fargus is the uh, head coach at LSU. Kyra Elzey is the associate head coach at Kentucky. Uh, Tanya Have, head coach at Metropolitan, Metropolitan State. Kelly Harper, obviously, at Tennessee. Sylvia Hatchell is the head coach at North Carolina. Lee Henry is the head coach at Georgia State. Uh, Angela Lawson is the senior associate director of athletics at Incarnate Word. Kara Lawson is was the assistant coach at Boston now uh, now at Duke. Nikki McCray is the head coach at Mississippi State. Matthew Mitchell is the head coach at Kentucky. Uh, Shaylin Pillow is the head coach at Florida A and M, and Heidi Vanderver is the head coach at UC San Diego. So that's all. Just, that's just the active coaches. Okay. So the tree. three former Lady Vols in the past four months have landed D one coaching jobs, and that was Nikki McCray at Mississippi State. Um, Shaylin Pillow at Florida A&M, and then Kara Lawson, yeah. obviously a Duke. So that's uh, it's not a bad head coaching tree. And then there's uh, a coaching tree, and there's there's a lot more on this list too that aren't active right now, uh, that either played, um, coached, or was a graduate assistant under Pat Summit. So that that's that's a that's quite the uh, quite the list, right? Yep, so. yep. Um, one thing I do want to mention. So Tony Grimes, did you see this? I didn't. Um, the the five star cornerback committed to UNC um, was part of that twenty twenty one class. Is going to reclassify to the twenty twenty class. Oh, um, huh. so with high school season, you know, kind of up in the air. Yeah, he, he. I think I think it's it's smart to even have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I mean, because um, I mean, you didn't know that going into this year that all this is going to happen. Right. But for have all of his classes done where he can graduate early and, and go ahead and re-enroll, as a five-star, you probably want to play right off the bat. But I think with him, he was supposed to be a senior. So, you know, 
maybe he's a redshirt candidate. Right. Um, but but gets four games of experience. And you're on potentially the four games. And you're of on experience. campus. Yeah. And you know, a whole year of, of practicing and, and getting used to that kind of grind as a college athlete, I think that's do we see more people do that? Um, I mean, I, I it has to line up. Like you, you have to be done with school to be able to do that. But I think that's a, especially as a as a freshman right now, if you never know if your season's gonna. Yeah, I mean, I because I think more people can do it because I think there's kind of ways to work around the having the graduation requirements. Right. Um, I, I don't. And, I mean, that you do still have to be NCAA eligible. That's probably the that's probably the bigger question rather than graduating high school. Is mm-hmm. are you NCAA eligible? Right. Uh, I, I don't see a lot of people doing this. I don't think it's just because I think a, a lot of guys are going to try to play their senior year. Um, and then you also, I mean, they're probably going to want that senior year experience too. Um, rather than, cause you're going to be moving away from home. You're going to be, yeah. there's just, I think there's a lot of variables. Uh, and then how many schools are going to have spots for them? Yeah. That, I, I think that's, that could have been an issue with Tennessee because I know Tennessee was in his top like couple of schools. That could have been an issue because we were way over the scholarship yeah. mark. We couldn't. You weren't gonna be able to take him in twenty twenty, right? So that that's a question too. And so a lot of guys that already have their school decided, they're not gonna reclassify because, or if they have a good idea, or if their top three can't take them, they're not gonna go there. So right, I I'd, I think there may be some guys weighing this decision, but I don't think it's gonna affect a lot. No, yeah, I don't. I know we're we're seeing it more with basketball. Mm. Um. But, yeah, maybe football gets there as well. I think basketball is kind of different because, you know, you have the one-and-done yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, but I think we could potentially see more guys, like you said, at least explore the option of doing that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, so, return return of sports and COVID and everything going on. We, we did talk about it briefly when we talked about this conference-only schedule. Um, so return to sports. So you, I guess you've had UFC, but they have that Fight Island or whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then golf. I actually watched uh, UFC. It was two fifty one. You watched it Saturday. I watched it last night. I was yeah last night. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Was it good? Yeah, well, I watched two fights and I fell asleep because okay. uh, I was exhausted. But yeah, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it was some kind of sport. Yeah. Um, and then NASCAR's been on for a while. Golf's been on for. They played their third tournament third event since returning um and then tiger's coming back next week so the golf's been back for a while which that sports a little bit easier to kind of contain the spread and right. they've had a couple people test positive and have, have kept rolling because you know it's just part of it it's going to happen they've, they've acknowledged that uh soccer in other states or other countries excuse me have been back for a while uh epl in, in um, the UK and then uh, Bundesliga in Germany and I think even I think Spain Italy I'm surprised Italy's even playing but I think a lot of those countries have returned if not all of them um, and then uh, MLS returned I guess this week they, they started playing Thursday night maybe uh, they're they're in a bubble though whereas the the teams in the UK and and stuff like that they're not they're <laughs> traveling like normal now they have no fans and stuff like that but pretty much everything else is kind of business as usual. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that kind of, if they've got it figured out, I'm sure uh, the teams in the States are following their model in some degree and talking to people over there and, and trying to get a hold on exactly what they're doing. Um, because uh, as far as I know, there haven't been any like severe outbreaks or anything like that, that enough to at least shut it down right. or enough to make a, a big news article. Um, 
But I just have, I mean, I just have a big question. I mean, are they going to shut it down if, if in the NBA, if one person gets it, are they going to shut I don't, I haven't read the guidelines. Apparently they sent out a 113 page memo to each player, to, to the teams and players oh, like okay. of the guidelines of like, here's what you have to do. Good Lord. Yeah. I'm like, no one read that. No. Wow. Like just wasted paper. Yeah. What are these guidelines? You have workers working in the facility that obviously aren't living in the bubble. People are going to get it. How, I, don't, I just don't know how you maintain it. And, a lot of people were worried when the first golfer on the tour tested positive, they thought golf was going to shut it down. And the commissioner came out and was like, nope, like we knew this was going to happen. They required to quarantine immediately. Um, and that's it. Like, we're, you know, and we'll keep testing people and move on from there. Um, so I kind of hope that's the thing, but I mean, the MLS already canceled a game or postponed a game, I guess that was supposed to happen tonight. I just don't understand fully. And it makes me think, because I assume the MLS guidelines are going to be similar to the NFL guidelines and, and similar to the MLB guidelines. And and I just don't know how the return of sports looks if if this, I don't know, if, if that's their, if it's like, oh, one, one person on one team or two people on one team test positive, yeah. what that looks like. Yeah, I, I don't know. The NBA is interesting because they are in that bubble and, you know, the, the ESPN facility. Yeah, that's where MLS is too. Okay. They're in Orlando. Okay. Gotcha. Um. And some of the players are actually complaining about food and stuff. Well, I'm like, did what? you see the MLS food? No, <laughs> it looked like Firefest. Oh god, this is the I think the first night. Let me find it. This is the first night in the MLS bubble. There's no way. Uh, maybe not. That's that's the exact is that thing the Firefest? From Firefest. Okay, so yeah. someone somebody was just messing. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure that's the exact. One. Well, did you, someone tweeted out not looking. Because I, I saw the NBA food, and I, like, they had steaks and salad and oh, fruit. Oh, did they? And they were complaining about that? Yeah, I'm just like, come on. You're living better than any... And it's getting delivered to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're you're living better than any of us are. Right. I, I Here's the thing. If I'm an NBA player, unless I'm, like, a low-level NBA player, they're like, I'm, I have to make my salary, like, to live, pretty much. Which, if you are if you played the NBA last season, do you really need your salary to live? Like, how bad were you with your money? But if I'm, like, if I'm LeBron, I'm not playing. I don't need to. I don't want to be away from my family in a bubble for X amount of days. I would. I wouldn't do it. I would. I would do it. I don't think it's worth it. I mean, if if, if that's what you love to do, you're you're gonna play. Well, yeah, um, but, and and LeBron, like he he wants to add to his legacy. Like he wants to to win a another ring. Yeah, but what happens if you get ninety days into this, sixty days into this, and forty people get it and they cancel the season anyways? Because that's probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. I, at least you tried. I just, I, I don't think there's, a, I just, like, now that I'm looking at it, like, typically I'd be like, yeah, I want to play. But now I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't know if I'd, now if I wasn't in a bubble, if I was like the NFL, because the NFL can't be in a bubble. It's not possible. I'd play. Yeah, I'd follow those guidelines where they're probably going to ask them not to go out to eat. I mean, the, they're away from their families, like, weeks at a time anyway. And they're only playing, like, eight games until the playoffs. So, like, during the playoffs, I'm sure they don't see their family a ton. Mm. I mean, what, two, three days in a row, maybe? Yeah, at, at the most. Yeah, I'm, that's at the but most. Like now, but you're gonna go three months if you make it to the finals without seeing your family. I mean, now if you don't have a family, if you don't have kids right, or right. wife, but, yeah, mean, there's, there's it's it's obviously gonna be difficult. But I mean, that if that's what you do all the time anyway, I don't think there's a huge being away from them for three months is far different than being away from them for yeah. But three, you four days can at zoom time. and stuff like that. It's just like a a, a road trip. Um, but, but yeah, it, it is a little bit longer, but it, 
I don't know. If that, if that's your full-time job, is that that's what you love to do, I think that's – I would do it. I mean, I'm not I'd knocking play. him for doing it. I yeah. personally wouldn't, and yeah. I don't – Yeah, I, I would play. I don't I, – And they're, they're getting – like, they're in a nice hotel. They got pools. They're, they're hanging out with, you know, M- NBA players. You, you saw Tobias Harris and, and Bobby kind of meet up again. I thought that was cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know why people are complaining about the food. Like, the food wow. looked fine to me. Here's some of it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be very happy about that. I mean, it's just chicken and mashed potato. Like it's not. It's not the worst food they've they've ever had. I mean, I don't. I mean, most that, of these guys but... have played AAU basketball their entire lives. I'm sure they've had a way worse food than that. I again, we talk about making millions and millions of dollars. I don't know if I'd be happy about that meal. And I saw the, the, this all is this... The, this is the MLS meal. I mean, that looks kind of gross. But they're getting like candy. They're getting um, beats. They're getting sound systems. I mean, they're, there's they have plenty. They they're doing just fine in a bubble. I mean, yeah, it could be a lot worse. But yeah. you're going from living however you wanted to live to staying in a hotel, except for going to well, I guess they're practicing in the hotel because they're in the ballroom. So you're not leaving a building for months on end like that. That's not fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess they can go out because who was it fishing the other day? <laughs> was it Ben Simmons? Yeah, ben I guess Simmons you can go walk out Josh on Richardson. the dock and fish, but I mean, yeah. like that's. And then I don't. I think they uh, originally were supposed to open up a golf course exclusively to them and didn't do that. I don't think. Hmm. Like they're supposed to open up one of the Disney ones. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would be. I mean, it, it's gonna. Well, I mean, I guess if you lose in the, if you don't either. Don't is it only the teams that are playoff eligible and they're seeding them? Is that how it is? Yeah, so the, it, it's twenty two teams and then they play eight games and then they'll have the the eight on each side. Okay, so I guess you're there for at the most a month. Yeah, yeah, that would. I mean, a month wouldn't a month wouldn't be terrible. It would just. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I don't know. I it's so much different than just playing basketball. Like it's past just playing basketball now. That's why I'm like I, I don't mean. I don't blame anyone for playing play. Yeah. I mean, whatever, that's your decision. But I also don't blame anyone for originally. I was like, just play. Who cares? Like the guy that was like, we're risking our lives. I still don't think you're risking your life, but the guy that was like, I'm risking my life. The MLB player. No, you're not. Um, but no, I can totally understand if, if you don't feel like you need to play this season. Yeah. And and that's why you have a choice. I mean, I, and there, I mean, there are guys that aren't like the lower contract guys and there's going to be guys that are invited to play because, Guys sit out or guys get test yeah. positive. Yeah, well, they mean, probably they probably have to go play because you need to make as much money as you can right now. But yeah, I can't. It would be a very tough decision if it would be a tough decision if I had the money to play. Like if I was if I was a top tier player, because I I mean, first off, this season's gonna be looked at like an asterisk anyways. Nothing you did, it's gonna, people are gonna go. Oh, I mean, they only played the playoffs. <laughs> Well, no. They, I mean, they, well, they, they played like MLB. the majority of the game. Yeah, yeah the, NBA, the, MLB's, the MLB is gonna be. Yeah, they just played the playoffs. But the yeah, I mean, the NBA NBA did play the majority, but it, it's gonna there's gonna be an asterisk. Every NBA fan is gonna remember this season with an asterisk. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, yeah, every league is MLS, in, in, in NBA, MLB, NHL. I don't know where the NHL is. I know they've been like real back and forth because I don't think they could find a place to play. Mm. I know the so they they resu- the NBA resumes July thirtieth and the MLB comes back July twenty third. Well, the NBA too has I think seven days of preseason games. Okay, and the MLB I think similar. 
that okay. they have a couple preseason games before they start. So the MLB has they're doing sixty games. I don't I don't know about the preseason, but they do a doubleheader between the Yankees, Nationals, um, and then the Giants and Dodgers, and then the rest are back on the twenty fourth. Gotcha. So they're kind of in like spring training right now, doing like inter squad and and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, like I, I said, I watched the UFC last night, so I'm down for any kind of. I'd rather watch UFC than golf and um, NASCAR, so I might get into UFC now. Soccer's playing, and that's more exciting than UFC. <laughs> Not to me. Not to me. Golf was exciting today too, but you had to watch it live on a freaking on the computer. I like I like the the Peyton Manning Tom Brady thing. I, I enjoyed that. I don't know if they're doing anything like similar to that. It's no, not. It's just normal golf. Not really. Yeah. It's. No, okay. I mean, you can hear guys talking because there's no fans, but right. Nah, that's about it. Any questions? Uh, I haven't got any. I haven't got any either. If y'all have questions, go ahead and drop those in. Um, we'll get to those, and we'll. I guess we'll start with our segments. Yeah. Uh, most important of the week. Most important. Let's see here. Uh, I am uh, Alexander Johnson. He had a baby. This is a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, he had a baby. I don't know if we talked about the Patrick Mahomes contract. God, we haven't. That is insane to me. <laughs> it's also hilarious to hear like people who like know the uh, NFL salary and, and know what like the actual worth is. Is like oh, he's like the Chiefs got a good deal. Like they pretty much signed him. Pretty much saying like. He took lesser money thinking the salary cap could change next year and the future years because of the pandemic season because it's all adjusted based on the earnings from previous years um, that the Chiefs actually got a steal. Like, he's worth far more money, apparently. Oh, uh, like, Bill Simmons is saying that. I can't remember who else it was. That's wild because, yeah. I mean, the guy's making a dollar sixty per second. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. What, what was the total? So, $503 million over oh, 10 years. Yeah. So fifty point three. I yeah. think I think the kicker is a lot of that's guaranteed. I think that's a yeah. Uh, I don't I don't have how much is actually guaranteed, but yeah. It, I mean, you're getting into like high end contract baseball money. Yeah. You know, talking mm-hmm. about guaranteed. Yeah, the I think the guaranteed similar, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, then then you look at like last year the big ordeal was um, is Kyler Murray going to play baseball or play football? And everybody thought he was dumb for playing football. But then Patrick Mahomes gets this kind like of that. deal, and yep. you know it looks like he made a. I'd I'd way rather throw to DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald than play for the Oakland A's. Oh yeah, no, I <laughs> I wouldn't want to play for the Oakland A's. That's I feel like that's an easy decision. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't you like to be making ninety six dollars a minute? That would suck. <laughs> feel bad for that guy. Yeah. I think that's all I got for most important. I have a lot of fails. Oh, uh, the New England Revolution had they played their first game. I think this was Thursday night. They had a drive-in watch party in their stadium in Gillette. On oh, the jumbotron. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. They just like what did they watch? The game New because it's in it's in uh, oh, Orlando. Okay. So they had a drive-in to watch. Oh, the game. nice. That's yeah. cool. Not New England Patriots. The they're sorry the MLS team. You got any more most importance? Um, I don't think so. 
Got some fails. Um, got some. You want to go ahead and start with your boy? Darren Ravel? Yeah. Dude, where's the tweet at? Do you have it? Yeah, I got, oh, it. I got it. Many SEC fans wanted their states and their economy open and their right to not wear a mask. How's your football season looking, guys? Okay, first off, the annoying thing about this, and it's the annoying part about like most politics in America, and this is a political statement, whether he likes it or not, he made a political statement, um, because the mask thing, the right not to wear a mask, that's your political part. Um there are far, there are stupid people stretched across the country everywhere, not just in SEC country. So, chill out with that. Also, are we not going to mention California, Arizona, North Carolina, um, uh, New York, um, Ohio, Michigan, all these places that the numbers are just as high as SEC country? Oh, yeah. New York has more than anybody, any like SEC state. Also, all these people travel, most of these people traveling from Florida are up north where nothing's open. You moron. Yeah. So, and the brakes. California, Arizona, North Carolina aren't SEC states. No. (laughs) Like, sorry, man. It's just a really, really dumb tweet. And then, I mean, people are just, yeah, it's just incredibly dumb. And yeah, maybe some southern states have done a bad job limiting the spread. Um, but it also wasn't about opening four football. If they wanted to open four football, they would have opened later, not earlier. So right. that's again a dumb tweet. It, yeah, incredibly dumb. Incredibly also, why is he going after? Isn't he? Doesn't he like cover the draft and stuff? Like most SEC players are, are guys he covers. I'm very <laughs> unclear what he covers. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he knows what he covers. Well, I think he used to be at ESPN, but Opening. I don't think he is anymore. No, he writes for somebody else. But he does like business sports. He doesn't really like cover. Oh, so he does like cover. An anal- business analyst. He doesn't cover sports. He covers the business of sports. Oh. Yeah. He doesn't. Te- yeah, he doesn't technically cover sports. Have you seen him run his forty? I got a gift right here. Board. He ran. He runs like, like if Moe's had something shoved up his ass, like that's what Darren Ravel runs. Moe's is way faster than him. I know, but like if he had something up his ass. I mean, he's got a nice little ear to hip movement, though. Most people, most people's gait isn't that good. That's pretty impressive to be that slow in your gait, decent. He runs like a chafed mailman. <laughs> he does run chafed. Like <laughs> his knees don't move. Like his legs bend, but his knees stay at the same height. It's pretty impressive, honestly. Man, it's pretty impressive. Is an ACL brace. <laughs> I mean, it's like he he almost walks his forty. Because running, the definition of running is one foot on the ground at a time. But, like, his feet are pretty much on the ground at the same time the entire time. So. (laughs) He's so ugly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, My next fail is, I don't. Did you see Woj get suspended? Yeah. Why would you respond to that? Why would you say that? Yeah, why Why would you respond? Also, like... Also, all the people mad at him. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Who Who cares? That's, that's his like, personal that, opinion. That's my thing. It's kind of a fail to just being like, who cares? Yeah. who cares? I would have said the same thing to that guy. Maybe not over email, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to let to trace that easy. Yeah. Who sent that? <laughs> But I'm like, name's attached to it. What's ESPN going to do? Is Darren Ravel, was he just trying to get, like, people started so ESPN will see him and, and try to hire him and get rid of Woj? Darren Ravel? Yeah, maybe. He, maybe, maybe no, he used to work at ESPN. He didn't work there anymore. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, is he trying to get back on? Oh, no, did, he, did he see this as an opportunity? Uh, probably not. They, saw, they just laid a bunch of people off. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, what's his name? Scheffner might be trying to get in the NBA game now. 
It's been uh-huh. all NFL. A little shifty. I think he's a robot. Darren Ravel? No. Who? Uh, Schefter. You think Schefter's a robot? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He just like the... This, I actually know. Mel Copper's probably a robot. I mean, yeah, he's a nerd. <laughs> that is a nerd. Darren um, Ravel's a geek. Mel Copper's a nerd. Um, My next one is... Kenny the Jet. What'd he do? He um listed his top ten NBA players of all time and said LeBron is in my top ten, but he's number ten. Kobe is not in my top ten. What? <laughs> you left off the the top three guys pretty much? It's <laughs> the dumbest thing to take I've ever heard. I'm like, wow. Like, so who is his number ten? Do you have it? Um it, Shaq was in there. It was like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, Kareem. Pete Maravich in there? No. Damn. Larry awesome. Bird was up there. Fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of just like... Uh... I mean, Larry Bird's a Hall of Famer, but let's be clear about who Larry Bird is. Right, yeah. He's not better than LeBron James. There's no way. <laughs> or Kobe Bryant. No. Uh, I've got Brooks Kepka as going into golf. He's just like throwing out criticism. He's like battled every golf analyst there is, criticizing him back and forth. Um, and then he tweeted about Bryson DeChambeau possibly being on steroids and getting enough altercation, physical altercation with the cameraman. Nice. Uh, and then nice. missed the cut this week. So, mm. yeah, bad that look, sucks. bad look, Brooks. Um, my next one. Do you remember Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker? How they robbed people? Yeah. Um. So they actually paid their alleged robbery victims fifty five k to say the crime never happened. Nice. I'd, t- I'd take that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, if you're a victim, you probably like, they get arrested. This comes out that they paid you. You probably get to keep the money because no one really cares. Did you get, how much did, like, what did they, like, they robbed for, like, what, 100 bucks probably, something like that? And a cell phone? I'd take the 50 grand. Easy. Yeah. I don't know what they actually did it for. But now, like, they obviously went and told that they paid them this money. Or maybe it's more money and they just said 55K. So they only had to pay, get back the 55K. Right. Nice. Um, Smart. Smart. Yeah. Smart. So, like, this never is the case, but I feel like if you're going to steal from people, you have to be smarter than the people you're stealing from. Yeah. To be a good thief. uh, You probably shouldn't be, like, or or just not steal. It's number one, but if you are, you're pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you probably shouldn't be smarter than the police, which usually isn't difficult. Um, But, (laughs) yeah. I think they robbed him in a cookout parking lot. If I remember oh, correctly. good for them. I think. Get that cookout tray money. I think that's what they did. Oh, yeah, I don't really blame them for that. I get it. <laughs> um, my last one is uh, Ugly Anna on Twitter and all the horny NBA players. Uh, she tweeted, I already got invited to the bubble. Yeah, the season definitely ended early. Yeah, see, some horny NBA player is going to ruin this for LeBron. He's going to spend two and a half months away from his kids. And then some dude's going to get COVID from an Orlando girl that was just out on the beach all week in, in South Florida. Yeah. No, she's definitely. It was 100% J.R. Smith that invited her. Yeah, see, and he's hanging out with J.R. Smith every day. <laughs> the is going to end the NBA season because some horny NBA players can't keep it in their pants. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I'm telling you, that season's in. There's If, if any season's ending early, it's NBA season. You know those dudes are going to. Go out one night. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's the hardest part is like not having women. Every basketball movie I've ever seen, they sneak out of the hotel to go to a mo- go to a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's in and early. 
Yeah, one person you would never see um, at one of these things, and you know, keep them there, is um, Dennis Rodman. Oh, no. <laughs> he's gone no. in the middle of the night. I mean, he he definitely wouldn't agree to be. No, be like, yeah, unless it was in Vegas, maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah, you got to have a casino somewhere. Yeah, he's like, as long as I can gamble, I guess I'll, I'll stay. Right. Um, my next fail is the NFL. NFL teams will be forbidden from post-game interactions within six feet of each other, and jersey exchanges between players will be prohibited during the 2020 season. Again, it's that false, it's a conference thing again, the false security. Like, that's what we're worried about. Forget the season, we're going to put that on hold right now to make a decision, but there will be no, don't you dare exchange jerseys. Like, who can like, that's obvious, thank you. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very dumb. Oh my god. Very dumb. Yeah, I mean, again, addressing the wrong issue. They they just touched each other for four hours. Right. Yeah. So don't don't you dare. You can hit them. You can sack them. You can take a hand off, but don't you dare exchange jerseys. People making decisions are just oh dumb. I love it. It's depressing. You got any more? That's all I got. Guys, I want to thank you all for uh, joining us again. It's been fun. We'll be back on Wednesday. Make sure you check out our content. You can find it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram all week long. Uh, Make sure you're following Volunteer Roadshow as well and catching all of our other shows on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can can find Volunteer Roadshow there as well. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Caleb underscore TN and Landon at at Lambo underscore Raby10. And then on Facebook uh, with our names there. Um, Follow along, guys. We uh, look forward to seeing you on Wednesday doing our South Carolina preview as well as several. You know, We'll be talking about everything that's relevant as well. Again, appreciate it. I need, I need some football. I need football bad. Yep. Which is funny. It's like, I guess I'm just missing it more because I know the possibility of us not having it. Because like, it's not like we'd be playing football right now. Right. And, and if if you say, like, oh, no football until 2021, I mean, dude. No, that's going to suck. I don't know how long I can last. Now, Australian football is playing right now. Uh, it's not the same kind of football, but apparently it's exciting. Hmm. Apparently it's hard hitting. It's on and, TV? I think, yeah. Oh. I'm probably online. I don't know. I've never, I've never watched it. I don't know. And apparently it's very confusing because it's played on a round field. Oh, God. Yeah. And then there's like three uprights. So is this just like... I think it's a combination of rugby, soccer, and American football. Hmm. Australian. It's Aust- It's an Australian sport. <laughs> just the most confusing and... Unnecessary. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Chaos. Right. Guys, thanks for listening. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in and we out.